This TSI podcast is brought to you by Covenant Rescue Group. Covenant Rescue Group seeks to directly support organizations and agencies that are fighting the global battle against human trafficking. They do this through funding, procuring, and advocating. You can go to covenantrescue.org for further details. They need your donations, guys. Hop on and donate. If you want to advertise through our, our podcast, you can hit us up at podcast at theshootinginstitute.com. Enjoy your podcast. So we're back here with the podcast guys. Hopefully I'm talking close enough to the mic because the uh, podcast guy, Stephen Nix, yelled at me. Podcast nerd. And then Grumples over here, he yelled at me too. We have Shy Ronnie back with us, a.k.a. Alabama, <laughs> Alabama Heat. Um, no, so we're, so we're uh, still doing the Simplify the Chaos podcast. Y'all still... Uh, are subscribing and listening. Uh, we have more questions coming in. This one is fitness. Does it matter? Does it matter in law enforcement, military operations? Does it matter for the civilian uh, who just wants to protect his family or the, the lady who wants to keep herself safe walking through the parking lot or whatever? So this has actually been a question that uh, surprisingly enough has come from civilian, military, and law enforcement people, which kind of blew me away because I figured Military and law enforcement people would at least know why fitness matters. But this is on the email. Civilians are probably asking why they see so many fat cops. <laughs> oh, from the cop in the back. Gotta love um, them donuts. <laughs> but, uh, but before we start off, we're going to open up with prayer, and then we'll crank it off. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for the opportunity we have to sit around and uh, armchair quarterback everything we see in our lives. We just ask that you would... Uh, uh, let the most important thing be be you and, and glory for you, and that everybody we come in touch with would uh, would hear about the gospel of Christ. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right, guys. So y'all started off really good. <laughs> Fat cops, right? That's big joke. Donuts. Um, fitness doesn't matter, man. Does it matter in the law enforcement community, the military community, and the civilian community? And why does it matter? Dang, we got flipping. You're, the, you're, you're, you're the, the guest speaker there. Come on, Shy Ronnie. Oh, what I'm do you got? You a little shy? Number one, I would say, speaking from a law enforcement perspective, physical fitness is, it 100% matters. And the reason for that is, is the number one reason is the appearance that you give off whenever you enter a situation. Because, Mike, what is the first level of the force continuum? Yeah, the ladder of force continuing the very first rung is officer presence. And if you look like a soup sandwich, uh, fat rolls hanging over, your uniform all out of whack, then who's going to respect that? And no, we hope it, that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, that, that is correct, Mike, officer presence. And so whenever you enter a situation at that point, you are going to be visually examined. That the suspect, whoever it is that you're dealing with, is going to look at you, and they're going to make an assumption on what they can do next. It's either going to be, my only option is to put my hands behind my back. It's going to be, ah, I could probably make a run for it. It's going to be, no, nah, I can fight this dude. I can win. And then I'm going to make a run for it. And so that right there. Wait, wait, and, and what that leaves, so, so if you've got a guy who's going through that in his mind, or a girl or whatever, right, yeah. that's going through that in their mind, um, and they go, they, they, they start fighting the officer, and the officer is losing, right? Because, I mean, obviously, if they look like they can lose, they probably can lose. What option does that leave the cop with? Yeah. Leaves them with, with deadly force, deadly force right? I mean, because now they've been assaulted. So, so what you're saying is, is 
the uh, yeah, that was uh, what was that fire alarm? That's yeah. his phone in the background, right? Yeah. Um, that's the offensometer. Yeah, good job. Way to mess up the podcast, podcast guy. Um, no, so but but what you see is is you see if 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 fitness matters, if we if we look the part, right? If we look like we're supposed to look, right? Appearance being that first, you know, officer presence, then we can not all the time, but at least curb the need for deadly force i mean is that kind of i mean is that a would y'all say no, yes or it, no or maybe i mean that was a that was what i was going to bring up later is you you have to understand that the more physically fit that you are and i'm not talking about hey i go into the gym and i burrow out and i'm not talking about hey i can break i can do under a two mile marathon or a, under a, we're not a, a josh bridges crossfit guy yeah, we're not under, talking about that. under a two-hour marathon there has to be an equal balance of both of those. I have to have an equal balance of strength and I have to have an equal balance of conditioning. And yes, like you're saying, I truly believe that. Number, I feel like that physical conditioning is gonna make it safer for everyone. It's gonna make it safer for me and it's gonna make it safer for the suspect. Because I can't tell you how many altercations I've been in where all it is is a matter of just trying to get that person under control. There's no reason to go. There's no reason to go any farther than just, hey, I'm getting my hands on them. They're squirming around, and in you know two and a half minutes, they're gonna say, okay, I'm out, and all you got to do is handcuff them. It's safer for you. It's safer for them because you don't have to progress into that next level of force. Now, I'm not gonna say that that's not the case. I, I understand some people out there. They're gonna be like, well, hey, look, man, you know, you're not as bad as you think I think you are or whatever but here's the deal if you show up and you look like the baddest dude on the planet there's not a whole lot of the large percentage of the population is not going to call you on it they're just going to go ahead and accept the fact he appears to be the baddest man on the planet and i am going to sit here on the couch with my hands visible that's what's going to happen okay but whenever you get into that situation it's safer for you okay and like you're talking about it's safer for the suspect and yes it's going to prolong deadly force with an individual that is not armed, that just you just get into a fight with somebody, and it's three minutes later, the dude's knocked your radio off, you can't contact your backup, you know nobody knows where you're at, everybody's running code around whatever area that you're working, and you're just like, man, I'm about to give out, like I'm just gonna have to shoot him. Yeah, it's gonna prolong that. It might prolong that a minute, two minutes, three minutes, and then your buddies can get there, and you have help. You can get them into custody without having to. And now you don't have to shoot somebody that doesn't need to. Flip and be shot, which is what we see a lot, lot of nowadays. Everybody armchair quarterback, and did this guy need to be shot or did he not need to be shot? Well, we probably have a lot less of those that we can armchair quarterback, um, and that people can say, "Oh, you know, he he shouldn't have shot that guy." Well, we have a lot less of those if we have officers that are in shape and can stay in the fight for, like you said, a minute, two minutes. You three can minutes. you can also look at it administratively as a uh, the leadership of the of the department. Uh, if you're able to control somebody very quickly, not only does that alleviate the amount of injuries that may occur to the suspect or even to the officer. If the officer ends up, the longer you have to fight somebody, the more chances of somebody getting hurt, which in turn um, less lawsuits. Uh, if you you know if you injure somebody, you're going to get sued. I mean, if you kill somebody, you're going to get sued also. But also, if you look at a standpoint of if an officer gets hurt. There's several issues you got to deal with. They're out of work, workman's comp, uh, hospital, surgeries, whatever it may be. You're down a person for an extended period of time, so you're paying out money 
for somebody that's not even able to work. So you, you run into all kinds of issues. If you're in shape, then, you know, it's like any kind of sport or athletic event you are, you're, you're, are going to be much more resilient to uh, injury. Right, right. So, so, so we've stayed in this vein in the previous and in, in, in other podcasts and stuff that we've done is kind of, you know, talking about, you know, how does this relate to law enforcement, at least first, because that's the community that we're all sort of in. Uh, and we've all been in the military community um, as well. Uh, so sticking with the law enforcement vein, it goes beyond just that, that what's happening right there at the scene. I mean, that's what you're just bringing up. It goes beyond, you know, hey, am I back to work the next day or am I off for three days because I was out of shape and now I've got to recover from an injury that really might not be an injury that, that would put... Well, let's say you are in shape and you have an injury. Scientifically, uh, it's scientifically shown that your recovery time is a lot quicker also. Yeah, scientifically by Mike Rebels. Yeah, my scientific, science. We're all scientists here yeah. now. Yeah. Mike, where's your science to back this up? <laughs> I took kinesiology. TSI science. Years of research and development since the Revolutionary Shut up, nerd. War. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been shown that you do recover faster if you're in no, better yeah, shape. No, but yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, but. You, and I hate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Lord, send me new friends. Uh, but no, so but I mean, yeah, it is it is true. I mean, if you if you're if if you are in shape, you you tend to recover faster from injuries. I mean, right? Is that kind of? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a valid point as far as longevity goes. I mean, you see a lot of guys out there, especially in the law enforcement community. Those guys start getting 12, 15, 20 years. And it's just my back's hurting, you know, my knees hurting, my shoulders hurting, blah blah blah, whatever. And to be honest with you, I think that that's a lot of wear and tear on an unconditioned body is what it is. Because like Mike, like Mike is saying, you know, the older and this is backed by science. The older you get, the slower you're going to recover. That is actually <laughs> backed back by real, you know, medical science or whatever. I don't know. My research that I've conducted has said the same thing. So yes. <laughs> Yeah, I concur. I concur, Mike. And so, you know, that I think that that is a product of a poorly conditioned body. The other thing that I would like to that I would like to say if you're if you're a law enforcement out there, you owe it to your community to provide them with the best service that you can provide them with. Okay? And that's a lot of that's a lot of time and effort um in my opinion in the gym to keep yourself safe, your buddy safe. And not only that, like we're talking about, tertiarily keep the suspect safe, right? Because it's safer for him if you're in better condition. The other thing is strength and conditioning is a training opportunity. You have to stop looking at it as, man, I'm going to go to the gym. I don't want to do this. I'm tired. Because that is a training opportunity to get you as close to the real thing as you can get it prior to engaging in the real thing. Because there have been several times that I've been in foot pursuits, which which have turned into hands-on, which has turned into going to the ground, which have turned into now we're in a wrestling match. And your body is accustomed to one of my one of my favorite things to do in order to simulate that is Metcons with kettlebells. You know, it's a combination of kettlebell snatch and press, uh, push-ups, a pull-up, and then a rope climb, and then a run or something like that. And you are actually you are conditioning your body to go through um, the chemical changes during that alterca altercation. Your breathing changes, the chemical changes, you know, your adrenaline, all that stuff. And there's been several times where I've been in a fight 
and all of a sudden it's like my bot you know my mind kicks in and it's like hey man uh let me get a couple of breaths real quick you know and then you you, you breathe you're under control you can actually think about what you're doing whether it's you know, stop resisting, you're under arrest, whatever the case, you know, let me see your hands or whatever the case may be. And so, like I said, stop looking at exercise as a punishment or something that's, you know, some, well, everybody else is expecting me to do that and start looking at that as a training opportunity. And then like also Mike said, start looking at that um, to prolong your longevity in this career. It's not gonna beat you down as far as, you know, as badly as being a Navy SEAL because, you guys are jumping out of airplanes, you know, you're jumping out of helicopters, you get knocked out of helicopters, falling down mountains, whatever it is that you guys do, you know, while y'all are out there doing God's work. Um, but is it, but we are doing God's work. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I mean, it's the same thing in the military. It's the same thing with the SEALs. I've never been a Navy SEAL, but I can tell you right off the bat from my military experience that one of the, one of the reasons that they are taking you, if you go through basic training, and whenever I went to Fort Benning, it was 15 weeks of, hey, man, you're up every day at, you know, 4 o'clock. You're going to do PT all day. Number one is to condition you to the military lifestyle. And number two, it is, it is the purpose of that is to bring you as close to the combat experience as they can bring you without actually putting you in combat so that you have a reference point once you get there, if that makes sense. No, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And that's kind of tied it into the military side of it. I mean – um, you know, when you're going through, uh, well, one thing I was going to bring up a lot, of, a lot of guys, I've, I've heard people talk about, uh, combat breathing and I'm not going to talk about where at least I heard combat breathing for the first time, but I remember a buds instructor looked at us in hell week, uh, a buddy, instead of going, <laughs> he said, what are you doing? He goes, combat breathing. And he said, combat breathing was invented by somebody who had never been in combat. You're not a woman in Lamaze, bro. Just breathe like a normal dude, right? And so, and, I, and I'll never forget that. And that was one of the funniest things I ever heard because, I mean, it's true, you know? Yeah. You're not giving birth to a baby. Yeah. You're you're just a dude in a fight. And another another good buddy of mine uh, who actually contacted me, not like he's still in the SEAL teams, uh, one of the first deployments we did, he said, hey, 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 man, it's just a firefight, right? I mean, it's not, you know... It's not a big deal. It's the same thing with a fist fight. If you're, uh, it, you're talking about getting in tussles in law enforcement. If you're in, if you're in shape, uh, when your heart rate hits 140 or 150, which generally happens when you have that endorphin dump or whatever, and going back, we'll go back to the microbial science of you know where does our heart rates go. But yeah, I mean, Mike just has a box of crayons and some college roll paper over here. He's over here mm. scribbling science out on. So <laughs> right, we're writing a we're writing a scientific journal about. You know, fitness and fights, but no, seriously. I mean, from the first time, from the first fight you get in, Mike and I were talking about this the other day. The first fight you get in, like you get that, you get those nerves as a kid or whatever in high school, and you know, even before that, when you get in your first fight, you get nervous. Oh, I'm getting in a fist fight, and then by the time you're you're our age, if you're still getting in fist fights, yeah, you might get a little bit of that nervousness, but your 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 heart rate doesn't jump, and you're used to it. So it's the same thing with fitness. If if it's the first time that your heart rate's hit 150, uh, you're gonna feel like you're about to die. Right. Well, another, uh, just an example that I have. I was last fight I got into in law enforcement. I was 52 years old. This is only a year ago. Not true. He's like 790. <laughs> that's, that's what Mike's blood type is dust. So anyway, <laughs> I'm fighting with yes. this. I'm fighting with this person on the side of the road, and there's more than one individual there. And if I would have been so out of shape that I had to just solely focus on what I was doing right there to either keep my gun from getting taken from me. Yeah. Or getting the you know the brakes beat off of me, 
I wouldn't have had the situational awareness that I had when the other individual came running at me as hard as he could and tried to also get in the fight. So I would have had two on one, but I was able to notice, you know, deal with the person I was dealing with and have the ability to see what else was going on and deal with that person also. So, And I will also add a younger millennial age law enforcement officer let somebody go. Um, yeah, I know Mike me. doesn't want to you know, necessarily bring that up, but, you know, his buddy was there, his partner was there, who was supposed to be dealing with somebody, which put Mike at risk when he wasn't dealing with that person, right? I mean, I, I know you don't want to talk. But, yeah, but, but I, mean, I still feel like if I wouldn't, and I work out a lot, and I, I, I always have, and I felt like being in shape allowed me to have the uh, situational awareness to see other things going on around me. And if I wouldn't have been, I would have been so focused on breathing or whatever else I would have had to have done um, that, you know, it, it wouldn't have ended as well as it did. It yeah. you know, ended with him with a concussion and the other one with, you know, some problems and them going to jail and me being okay. Right, right. How do you, how do you feel about training with injuries? And I'm talking about I'm talking about an injury. I'm talking about, ah, I tweaked my knee. I'm not talking about I have a torn ACL. Oh, yeah, like... Yeah, or or have a torn. I'll, go, I'll go back to a Matt Best video when a dude walks in without a leg. Sorry about your leg, bro. <laughs> right? I mean, a, but what I'm getting at is though is especially for those, and, and I'll be the first one to tell you I've not been in extensive combat like Jared is. But in my opinion, that is a training opportunity at that point. And I'm like I said, I'm not talking about you know doing the Mike Rebels. I just tore my bicep let's go do really heavy straight bar curls. I'm not talking I'm not that is just stupidity. I'm talking about, hey, I've got a little pinch in my hamstring or whatever, or I pulled my calf or something like that. I'm not saying go in there and overdo it, but at the same time you have to understand or I turned my ankle or something like that, but I still have good mobility in it. And and in my opinion, that is a training opportunity that you can use at the gym. Well no the only the only limit the only way to understand what your limitations are is to train. Is to, yeah, train and push through a little bit push of pain. Just stuff. because it hurts doesn't necessarily mean it's a true injury. If you never um, test yourself, you never know how far you can go even after mm -hmm. you've had it. Well, I mean, and that's a good, you know, you brought up, you said, you know, you're 52, your last, you know, fight in law enforcement, right? I mean, how many guys do we talk to? It's like, oh, man, I mean, I'm I'm 45, man. I'm I'm 38. Are you flipping kidding me, bro? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like you're not you're not that old because I, mean, I think Mike should publish a list of his injuries on Instagram, Facebook, and if you know next time you feel bad, you know I'm like, hey, I'm not going to the gym today. Well, I'm gonna read Mike's injuries. Well, no, I mean here's like, the, here's nah, the thing we used bad. to you know it's funny we used to say that in SWAT yeah. courses when we did it for the uh, when we talk about doing SWAT mm -hmm. courses for the state. I would say if you have more injuries than me, then mm -hmm. this is this is just Jared injuries. Yeah, you know, broken back cancer, diabetes, all this stupid crap, right, we've dealt yeah. with where you come from, uh, whatever it came from. If you have more injuries than me or you're older than Mike or have more injuries <laughs> than Mike, mm -hmm. then you don't have to do this PT session we're doing in the morning. And do we ever find anybody that – we found one guy that was like three months older than you and y'all argued back and forth about who was, who was older, yeah. for, right? I mean, well, they're either, they're either not older than me or they've got a lot less titanium – in their bodies. In their so body. I can always do. win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then for the guys that are in Mike their 30s. Mike is li literally like Wolverine with no superpowers. With no superpowers. I've got a couple superpowers. Not Wolverine with no claws science. coming out of his skin. <laughs> 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 science is proven. Um, <laughs> no, but so, so to bring this back in, you know, fitness, I mean, to me, it, it kind of surprised me to see the amount of, 
of cops and, and military people, uh, two, two, two military guys emailed asking about fitness, right? Um, the amount of cops that email say, hey, I mean, fitness, does it really matter in my job? You know, I, I mean, yeah, I know I need to be in shape, but does it matter that much? Uh, civilians obviously obviously ask about it, and, and I think it all ties in. Yes, fitness matters, and what you're doing for fitness matters. If the first time your heart rate hits 150 is when you're in a fist fight or when you're on the X, when you're trying to protect yourself or your kids or whatever, mm -hmm. um, that's going to be a problem. And it, it, and, and it doesn't – we're not talking about that you have to engage in some type of extensive – like physical training program. I'm not. I'm not telling you to quit your job and devote eight hours a day to you know working out or lifting or anything like that. Mike does thirty minutes a day on the shake weight and he looks great. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I and mean, he can just fight don't like knock it a, till you try. Pound in a way, and he looks <laughs> no, no, but 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 in, but in all but in all seriousness, seriousness though, you just need to develop a program with you know that has a moderate level of intensity. So that way you can go out there. And, and then after that, to be honest with you, a large portion of it as far as, you know, if you, if you have uh, weight problems or something like that or you want to be stronger or you want to be better conditioning or something like that, really the amount of exercise that you're doing is not as big a deal as what you're eating. That right there is one of the most important. Whenever everybody talks to me about fitness and they're like, hey, man, I'm going six days a week, like, you know, I gained eight pounds. And then, you know, I got this problem and, you know, my triceps aren't getting all shredded like I want them to or whatever. It's like, well, what are you eating, man? It's like, well, I mean, you know, I had three pizzas yesterday, but I'm down from four the day before. And so I'm good, right? Because I'm reducing my calories. No, nah, man, no, nah, you need to start eating some healthy stuff and you need to start drinking some water. That's what you need to do. Increase right. metabolic output, decrease caloric That's intake. Right. And if it hurts, take a knee and drink water. <laughs> That's all. That's all. That's all. Don't try to go through pain standing up. Take a knee and drink water. Um, so. All right, guys. So that'll wrap up this. Uh, we got uh, we got podcast guy over here. You know, freaking doing push ups in the floor because he's so motivated. Those gains right aren't now. gonna stick though. He looks like he's on paleo or something. <laughs> so. Hey, uh, so. hey, hey! Real quick though, I want to hear. Uh, I think we should start in ending every podcast with the Navy SEAL story, and I want to hear Sarah Gay underwater welding school. Oh yeah, so Jared, the, go. All right, so uh, to to make it quick, um, a, a Buds basically underwater demolition seals so are our training pipeline will sometimes have foreign students come in that's like a foreign exchange student away from other military uh, forces because they're like, hey, we want to send our guy through this, uh, through certain portions of, of, of BUDS, essentially. And we'll have guys come in from, from all over the place. Uh, this one guy, uh, I can't even remember where, where he was from, what, what military unit is from, but uh, his name, his name wasn't Sarah Gay, although that was funny. Uh, uh, I, his name was Elnor, right? You know, his name was Elnor, but that was his friend. Same Nor, that's the same thing. Nobody cares. Uh, his name was Elnor. Is that was relevant? His, yeah, it's not relevant. But um, so I remember uh, I was actually, I got rolled after Hell Week for an injury, and I remember working as a, as a brown shirt. You know, you completed Hell Week, but you're, you're helping facilitate Hell Weeks for other students going through. Right? Again, not relevant. <laughs> Jesus, God, please, Keep Lord, going. send me new friends. Um, He's not going to answer that prayer now. And, uh, he hasn't answered it your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck with us, bro. So, <laughs> so uh, 
so he he's he's straight up sitting there tread we're treading you're supposed to tread water in the pool in the deep in the pool whatever hands out of the water or whatever and all these guys are treading water instructors yelling and spraying water at you and throwing stuff at you and hold your hands over your head and hold sure. weight hold shake weights or something right <laughs> and uh they work so <laughs> Mike would have been in on Mike that. Mike is the shredest beat. old dude you've ever seen. Because it's a one hundred percent shake boy. Oh gosh, stay on the um, track. Dual wielding in the Navy SEAL push up. Gosh, I hope the story ends soon. <laughs> <laughs> and Elnor's sitting so there, and his hands are out of the water, and this instructor gets over to him with this, you know, bullhorn or whatever, and he's like right in his face. He says. Elnor, take your foot off the ledge because in the deep end of the pool there was a there's a short ledge where you can sit to get your diving stuff you know all set up when you're doing a you know whatever a, a, a you know, little pool dive and uh, and he goes ah, but it is very difficult to swim without foot on ledge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no but the, but then there was a big mix up right there's a big mix up because he thought that the, that buds. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, his his country sent him to buds, but they didn't tell him he was going through buds. We're like, Elder, what do you, what is your problem? Like he was, and he was like, I did not go. No, I go to some special forces school. I mean, they tell me I go to language school and underwater welding. <laughs> so, this guy is sent by whoever his country was. Was he Spanish or Italian? I don't know what he was. No, he wasn't. It was. Uh, I think it was. I don't know. It I, sounds. I, can't it's, I, can't I, I think I hear a little bit of Yugoslavian in there. I'm not <laughs> Maybe sure. so. Maybe Yugoslavian. But anyway, whatever like, it was, it's like real. This Gordon guy's country <laughs> sent him. He's probably just from New York. <laughs> he sent him to this school. Where are you from? I'm from uh, Montana, so he man. Could, but, but he had no idea. That he was going to be going to to, to buds. What a right? terrible yeah. joke your country plays on you! <laughs> like, is there is there a phone or something that he picks up and he's like, "Hey, Yugoslavia, what is this?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, man, you'll be good. You're vetted." Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it. But, uh, <laughs> well, hey, if y'all need any training, any uh, uh, we don't want to drag this podcast out because Shyrani over here all of a sudden busted out of his shell, um, and we don't have many years oh, left with Mike. So <laughs> we, uh, yeah, old Grumple's <laughs> back here. Um, but no, and I might be in a diabetic coma before uh, before we end this one. Uh, but no, seriously, if y'all need anything. Uh, Hit us up, M. Rebels at the Shooting Institute for training. Uh, or let us know. We, we don't mind putting you in touch with the people that you need to. Fitness, it does matter whether you're military, law enforcement, or civilian. And uh, subscribe to the podcast if you like it. If you don't like it, subscribe anyway and listen. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time. And that's it. Well, also, if you're interested in learning more about a relationship with Christ, Hit us up because we'll talk about that too. So instead of you making fun of me, I thought I'd you know throw that out. You can't make yeah, I know you can't make fun of that because that is true. That is the the number one thing. Um, If you don't know about, I'm glad you said that because me and Jared were definitely poised to make fun of you at that point. (laughs) There is not a time in your your life when you're not poised to make (laughs) a scientific attack. And now we can't because he's straight up. But that is true. The the ultimate goal is to to let. Let, let you know about Christ if you don't know about him. So any, anything uh, to do with that. Uh, so thanks a lot, guys. Subscribe, and uh, let us know what you think. Send us an email.